0: Britney Spears dreams big about striking it out on her own and away from her overbearing father who controls every aspect of her life. Where does Hollywood come (laughs) up with this stuff? (laughs) Welcome everyone to (laughs) Rebooted!
1: The podcast where we are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to. This
0: week we're talking about the 2002 film Crossroads starring Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, Taryn Manning, Anson Mount, and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, man, the universe really didn't want me to see this movie, but uh, I I, uh, I overcame. Uh, you can't find it anywhere. You yeah. can't buy it anywhere.
1: Consider yourself sitting on a gold mine if you have a DVD copy of Crossroads, because. <laughs> You can't get it anywhere else. I,
0: I wonder if this is Brittany's dad, like, oh. having something to do with her estate or something like that.
1: At this point, I feel like everything has to be that.
0: Shonda needs to come in. <laughs> Shonda. <laughs> wow. Shonda, Shonda Rhimes needs to come in and say. That's save, actually really great.
1: Her. I wonder if Shonda has said anything. Has Shonda spoken out about hashtag free Brittany? I don't know. Ugh, Shonda. Show up for your girl. What'd you wish for? Um <laughs> A keychain? No,
2: the world. That I was gonna get out of this crappy town, go all the way to California, put my feet in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> There's a wish that's not coming true for a while. Yeah, i let you know, kid. What's that supposed to mean? Slide Records recording contest? So? So I'm going on Sunday. You're going to California to audition for a record company. Yeah, you're pregnant. So I'll wear something slimming. And what, you think you're gonna become like this big fat pregnant star? I have a pretty good voice. How are you gonna get there? I found a ride with this guy. What? No, Mimi, that is crazy. You can't go all the way to Los Angeles by yourself with some guy. So then come with me. I'll sing lead and you guys can sing backups. I just don't think that's something that we should do. It's stupid, it's pretty good. Okay, fine. You know what? Now you can just get I of it fast.
0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to Rebooted. Uh, we're, I'm Brian Flynn, and with my co-host, as always, which has been a while these yeah. days, is Kenna Trent. Kenna, how, how are you?
1: I'm great. This is the first time we've been in a room together
0: It's, it's since... crazy. February last year? Yeah. Yeah, And uh, we are now recording in my, in my home. <laughs> um... <laughs> As everyone might know, the world kept spinning, and uh, we lost our cool, fun little recording studio because my friend decided to have a baby.
1: Ugh, lame. Lame.
0: Lame. Uh, So, yeah. How you been?
1: Pretty good. Um, I literally referenced this movie today in a call with my manager because there's a scene in my future where three friends open up a box of... (laughs) past memories no there's not really there is and i was like maybe i should move that to begin to the beginning and then i saw it myself and i was like or maybe i just watched crossroads recently (laughs) listen as a plot device very revealing
0: you know if it's good enough for shonda it's good enough for us okay yeah so yeah guys sorry we haven't really been around you know the the business of hollywood
1: yeah i know and entertainment very upset People are knocking down our doors, trying to burn us alive.
0: But we're trying, guys. Like, <laughs> the hustle is real. Work is insane. And it's just, ugh, we're trying. We're trying. So we're coming back today to talk about Crossroads. And mm-hmm. if you've never listened to this podcast, Ken and I are going to take this wonderful, I hesitate to say classic, but it, it is cult-ish, cultish classic yeah. movie and it's recast It's a
1: sleepover the- classic.
0: Sleepover classic. Yeah. And talk about it as if it was to be remade today in the year of Our Lord 2021. Uh, I don't know why I said Our Lord. I'm not very religious. <laughs> it's it's, AD, like, it's, a, it's AD, a common
1: phrase. Yeah.
0: Modern era time timeline. Um, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have a lot of uh, reboot news to get through. Obviously, there's been... A lot of Hollywood stuff going down. People are back in movies. Have you been back to the theater yet?
1: Yes, many times.
0: Many times. I like Delta variant cannot keep me away from movie popcorn. It's just it no. Will, it will not. At not this point,
1: me. I'll go. I'll go. I and I did the other day. I went back to fully just wearing my mask, sitting in my seat. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm vaxed. I am protected. I've done the most I can to to protect myself. Everybody else should get vaccinated too. I don't want to get political, but. It's not political. Get your fucking vaccine, guys. (laughs) Otherwise... It's really easy. It, it, like, it's really... I was talking about this with somebody today, actually, about how, like, if I feel this nervous about it now in winter, like, we are going to be locked down again. So, please go get vaccinated. Um, And I'm going to make a very bad... Segue to do you know who wishes they could get vaccinated because maybe it would have kept the demons out? <laughs>
0: Is it Reagan? <laughs> Reagan from the meal <laughs> seamless transition into movie news. Um, do you want to take this one?
1: Yeah, so there's a new exorcist movie trilogy coming from Universal, and who would have guessed it, Blumhouse. This new version will come to us from writer-director David Gordon Green, who is also doing the new Halloween trilogy. It is a... uh, It's sort of in the vein of Halloween where it's kind of a reboot, but also a sequel to the original, like throwing all of the sequels out the window, um, starring Hamilton's Leslie Odom Jr., who plays the father of a possessed girl, desperate for help. He seeks out Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn, um, who was the mother of Reagan in the original. So this is the first time she's done another Exorcist movie. Um, yeah, so this news like kind of broke at some point last year, but now it's happening. They have cast their leads. Uh, I love The Exorcist.
0: The Exorcist, fun fact, is the reason we started this podcast. Oh, That yeah, was, that was the conversation that started this podcast. So I, I definitely have a love for the Exorc- Exorcist franchise. I also was a fan of the show. I really enjoyed oh, the show. Big
1: fan of the show. So, Jeremy Slater, call me. You're not <laughs> listening to this, but
0: I loved your show. It was really good. So, I'm interested like, you know, classic Hollywood they're just chopping off. I mean, that the TV show was sort of a, a remake of the it, it wasn't about the same demon, it, but it was sort of like a prequel remake.
1: It was Right? It was a sequel because we find out spoiler alert but you should also just go watch the show because it's great. It's a sequel because we find out that um, Gina Davis is Reagan, Reagan McNeil. Okay. But it's, it's of course, like the same idea. There's like a younger inexperienced priest who gets like paired up with this like sort of dangerous. He was definitely like a bad boy priest, <laughs> which was kind of funny From and crazy. From the church
0: of hot priests or young Priest. <laughs> You could have shown more
1: compassion for her. I could apologize for me. Where are you going? To hunt. Hunt? What do you mean, hunt? Demons disrupt their natural order. Strange flocking
2: behavior, birds, dogs, people. What I need is a bloody police scanner. What
1: can I
0: do? Nothing. Because I made one mistake?
2: Yeah, because you made a mistake. It won't happen again. You're right there. I envy you, Thomas. You've got a family, a parish,
1: a woman that you love. Your voice down. You're a good man. A good priest. But you've got too much to lose. You can never be an exorcist. Um, and so, yeah. In the same vein, I I think this is really interesting because I I like the take on Halloween that David Gordon Green did, and just the idea that like when sequels when horror sequels were a cash grab and it was like just keep making them because teenagers will keep showing up like yeah. there was a lot of crazy things that happened but to kind of start off and be like well what if we what if somebody like cared about it being a sequel like let's make that version of that and already like i'm in because like ellen Burstyn is in it leslie odom jr would not have expected, but great. Love him. Yeah. Super and here's the thing. We have some picks for the priests, and we don't know who they picked for their priests. Do we think that they could pull like a like an Oscar Isaac <laughs> to be in the I story? think they hundred
0: percent could. I don't know if it if Oscar Isaac wants to live on the Peacock platform, even though I know it for a fact to be a wonderful platform <laughs> and service may we all subscribe. Um, I I, I agree with you. I think this cast is tremendous. And I do think, like, there's an opportunity to cast one or two priests that could really put this over the top. You know what I mean? Like, and
1: also, I mean, it is an opportunity because we are in the time of the hot priest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Age of the. It that's is, really the year of our Lord. Am I right?
1: <laughs> it is hot. Right? It is the hot priest's world, and we're just living in it. So. Uh, I, I maybe we venture to who who would be the who would be a hottie who would be perfect for this, and we can't say Andrew Scott unless he wants to reprise the role hot, of hot, hot priest. priest. It'd be
0: funny if The Exorcist <laughs> and Fleabag took place priest. in the same universe. <laughs> I would I love know. that hot hot priest. I don't know. I don't know. I think you can you can go any which way. I mean, I kind of like a priest. Like, the whole, the whole reason Exorcist works and, like, the Conjuring series doesn't is, like...
1: You don't think the Conjuring series works?
0: I don't... I, I enjoy them when I watch them, but, like, those <laughs> characters bug bug me, like, a lot because they're so virtuous mm. and, like, there's no fault to them. But, like, Father Karras mm. is someone who, play, who like, yeah. struggles with doubt and, like, crisis of faith. So I'm more thinking of, like, I don't care how hot they are, uh, (laughs) obviously. Also, as a lapsed Catholic, it's a little like, yeah, I don't want my priest to be hot, okay? (laughs) I want my priest to be in jail. Um, But it's it's more like, are they going to go that route of, like, finding someone who's, like, a broken or someone who has, like, doubt and then has to Mm. face, like, a certain evil and reckon with their own kind of, like... Faith, that's that's an exorcist story that I really like also. What I like about this is that it's like Chrono like chronologically gonna take place what 40 years later mm-hmm. 40 plus years later. I think that's um, Makes a lot more logical sense I think Exorcist 2 takes place immediately after Exorcist 1 mm-hmm. and like Reagan gets possessed yet again <laughs> It's like <laughs> no This I girl just so.
1: can't keep it out of her. Yeah
0: so, yeah, I think that's a yes for both of us on that.
1: Yeah, I'll be there.
0: Uh, speaking of ghosts, Haunted Mansion. Disney's Haunted Mansion. Tiffany Haddish, Lakeith Stanfield, and Talks to Star in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Justin Simeon of Dear White People fame and Chapman alum, Go Panthers, is helming the newest movie to be based on the studio's theme park attractions. Um, comedian Haddish, an Oscar nominee... The Keith Stanfield. That's a rough. Come on. Comedian Tiffany Haddish, and Oscar nominee. I mean. <laughs> all right. Our negotiations to star in the Haunted Mansion. This is all according to The Hollywood Reporter. Disney's family adventure Spookfest, based on one of the company's signature rides. Justin Simeon, who previously helmed Dear White People and Bad Hair, is making his bid, big, big budget studio debut directing the feature project from a script by Katie Dippold, uh, Dan Lin, and Jonathan uh, Irick of Ride Back Will Produce. Um, Katie Dippold wrote Lady Ghostbusters, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. UCB alum, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah, what do you think of this? Haunted Mansion.
1: Um, It says the story will follow a family that moves into a haunted mansion. Stanfield will play a widower who once believed in the supernatural, but is now a rather lifeless tour guide in new orleans french quarter how does she play a psychic hired to commute with the dead um i i think i only saw eddie murphy's um, haunted mansion once and i remember there being like kind of scary sequences in it and i was like oh that's kind of fun um but overall it doesn't have the staying power that other like live-action Disney movies do. I mean, the gold standard is Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's just no Pirates of the Caribbean. Hey, what are you doing? Let me out of here. Silence! Whom do you seek? I am seeking a way out of here.
2: Then you must look within.
1: I don't want to look within. I
0: want to look without. Are you deaf?
2: There is great evil in this house, a devil's curse. It seeks to destroy you.
0: Why would something seek to destroy me? Look, I'm just here to sell the house, okay?
2: Our spirits from the grave come forth. Lift us from the black and show
1: us, show us the way back. Dark spirits. hey, no dark spirits. Don't you make no dark spirits come out. I would watch this. I love the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. And I mean, I love like a haunted house movie in general. If this is kind of fun and scary, it could be great. It could be a great like PG-13 scary movie.
0: Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think, you know... Disney's long pursuit of turning their theme park rides into movies has been hit or miss Mm -hmm. Um, like they've been trying to make Matterhorn forever they've been trying to make this forever I think I've read like two or three of the old drafts of this movie like Pirate seems to be the only one that like launched you know like an Mm -hmm. entire franchise and now Jungle Cruise is coming out I think next week when 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 we're recording this, like, um, and that looks like, you know, that might might have a lot of staying power, depending, you know, it looks, at least to me, it's like, yeah, this this looks like it has all the right mix of what you kind of want. It does look like a mummy ripoff, but like, <laughs> I mean, come on, it looks like a mummy ripoff.
1: It, it's also very, it, and that's the, that I think is the thing that's always made me kind of like, eh, about it. Because I, first of all, love the Jungle Cruise. Think it's a great ride. Hilarious. You get a good skipper and you're laughing the whole time. But it definitely looks like they're trying to make something like pirates yeah. and in the vein of that like iconic adventure comedy, like the mummy. And so I'm just always skeptical of like how how much of this is like actual genius and how much of this is just like we put a we put the rock in a movie and <laughs> With the rock in the movie, people go to the movies. And there's like... a boat. Emily Blunt stands. She's
0: looking real pretty, but you know she's the broad.
1: And, uh, you know, we gotta
0: give all the jokes to the rock because he's a big man, big strong man, and they could go down the river. Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I'm in. I, I I think I I think I'm a sucker for like Disney ride movies. Yeah. I th- yeah.
1: What do you think is it, a Disney ride that doesn't have a movie that needs one?
0: You know, I haven't been to Disneyland in in a long time so i don't know like they're they are making mr toads
1: which is I don't, insane
0: <laughs> i don't know like teacups <laughs> like teacups but
1: that is an alice in wonderland ride.
0: that is that's true so you're asking me what is a ride that doesn't yet have a movie that needs a
1: movie yeah like what's an original because some of them are like you have like a peter pan ride a snow white ride. then it's like based off a of film but
0: I think they should go full meta and make a ride off, like, an IP that they've made a movie. Like, make a a movie about, like, Cars the Ride.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, first thing, I realize now with so many of my friends who have kids who love the Cars movie, it has a... It is a staying power that I cannot comprehend.
0: I met uh, Lightning McQueen at a kid's birthday like two weeks ago. He <laughs> was like the it was the biggest celebrity. What, is
1: that? what does that mean?
0: They rented a, a Lightning McQueen car to arrive um. and it parks in the driveway and you take photos with it and then it drives away. I
1: fully imagine that there was a, a man in a car suit that showed up to this party.
0: <laughs> like an anapomorphic car.
1: Oh, like the like the Transformers ones that oh, like yeah. industrious parents make for their kids, where they like tuck down into a, um...
0: I would say Disney California Adventure is not really a ride, but they used to have an orange like a swing ride, that. You know what? No, it's I a think good one? soaring a swing. over soaring over California. That's what I would make them. Oh, movie
1: that's of. true, and it's soaring over the world now.
0: Oh, is it? So in my day, so it was it just California. I don't care. I don't care about the world. <laughs> Back in my day, it was just California, and they would like shoot oranges, like orange oh, mist, the, like
1: orange smell, like yeah, yeah, essential
0: yeah. oils into the audience when you like pass over the orange groves.
1: They still do that with like when you're in Africa and you're like over the elephants like grazing, you can like smell smell
0: like, elephant gl- shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can smell grass and hard
0: like, elephant shit.
1: The plains. I'll put this out there, Autopia. What's that? That's the one where you go and get, it's for like kids who can't drive. You like go and get in a little go-kart, but there's like that track down the middle that prevents you from doing anything bad. And then you just kind of cruise down the little track.
0: Bob, Iger, and other Bob, <laughs> call us. That's a, that's a brilliant idea. Kid, kid wants to drive, but he has to stay on the tracks. Come on. That's right for Ooh, just like.
1: Yeah. There's lessons to be learned. They're threshold, threshold,
0: there's literally a story circle behind me for work. <laughs> But it's like threshold, car goes off the tracks, kid doesn't know how to drive. Come on.
1: (laughs) It's set in Disneyland. Car goes off the tracks, (laughs) kid kid goes on a rampage through the park. No one can
0: stop them. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Should we get to this movie?
1: Absolutely. Should we free Britney? Uh, We can try.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. This is a reboot of Crossroads.
1: Wait, wait.
2: How do you know Ben? Just from around. God, he's so cute. Don't you think he's cute? He's all right. I just can't believe he was in jail. What? Yeah, he like killed a guy. Kid. What? That's what I heard. Excuse me? He killed somebody? No, he did mm-hmm. not kill anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mimi. OK, he had a car. He was coming to LA. Just don't be upset. I'm on a road trip with a killer, and you're telling me not to be upset? He'll kill you. Mimi, do you know him at all? Well, he used to hang out with some of the guys at the trailer park. Mm Mm-hmm. So he may have killed someone, okay? So what? He did his time. He paid his debt to society. Oh, my God.
1: One of the many of Mimi's greatest hits in this movie. He may have killed someone. So what?
0: (laughs) My favorite Mimi part is when she wore a shirt with her name on it. (laughs) And as this as if is if the rest of the cast forgot, like, who she was playing. He's like, are you, <laughs> When I
1: look at you, I can't remember your name. Have you been me. here the whole time? <laughs> I also really love the, this, because they're having this conversation after, like, they're at the first hotel. They've been driving. But when they first get in the car and the girls are kind of like, who is this guy? They're like, who is he? And Mimi says, oh, that's just Ben. He's really cool. That's it.
0: He's really cool. He's really he may cool. have murdered people.
1: But everybody in town thinks he murdered someone. Right. So they everybody just lets it go. They're until... the two people who
0: don't know about this dude's <laughs> alleged murder.
1: Oh, uh, I love it. I love it so much.
0: So I'm assuming this is like a childhood favorite for you.
1: Well, here's the thing. So this movie came out after Britney's Third studio album i think it was called britney mm-hmm. and that was the album that i wasn't allowed to listen to because it had slave for you on it my parents were like she's getting too sexual you're still like 12 years old and so at the time i w- like which is hilarious too because i definitely had a britney spears barbie doll that had like a leather bustier and mom mom and dad like you bought that for me but <laughs> um so I like I knew the music from my friends and then when this came out like there was no way my parents were taking me to see this movie. So, it happened later in the like sleepover circuit of like you got your go-to movies uh, okay. and your sleepovers that like you're going to you're going to cycle through yeah. at other people's houses. Um so yeah, it came around a little bit later, but I love it. It's just a story about friends. <laughs> Is it?
0: Yes. Because they hate each other.
1: No, but then they they come to they come to realize why they used to love each other and how the pressures of teenageness have caused them to drift apart. So uh,
0: I don't think it's a surprise. I didn't love this movie. Yeah uh but i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would i think the obvious flaw in this movie is that britney's not an actress and i think her celebrity does her a disservice because i remember when this movie kind of came out it was like oh britney's making her big move into into film
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i don't know it's like the it's like the choice of character she played was just so it felt so much i hate to keep saying this song lyric but yeah n- not a girl n- not yet a woman kind of like who are you like are you yeah are you Britney Spears like Disney Channel princess or are you sex icon pop star slave Britney you know like yeah and there's just nothing to her character like <clears throat> um like she developed this idea and, like, according to the trivia of this movie, wanted to tell a story uh, about, quote, things teenagers deal with every day. Mm-hmm. But then everything feels very cliche. Like, they were checking boxes of, like, what are the worst things teenage that can happen to teenagers on a road trip? Uh, I don't know. It just, fe- it just fe- felt weird. I don't think the concept is necessarily bad. I just think it's, like, what is Britney Spears's idea of cinema? Is yeah. is not? It feels a little. You're
1: not. You're not buying what she's selling. No. I I am. <laughs>
2: Pop, I worked really hard to be the valedictorian. Of course you did. Well, why didn't it feel like anything?
0: What do you mean you didn't feel anything? It felt great. <sighs>
2: Pop, I never went to one football game.
0: Well, you don't like football.
2: But you're supposed to go, and it's supposed to be fun. And like all the parties at Hemmingsfield and stuff, I never went to any of them. I never stayed out late. I never just hung out. It's
1: because you had a head on your shoulders. You stayed home and you studied.
2: There's just a lot of things that I wanted to do that I didn't.
1: And I think looking at it through like adult eyes, th- there was a point truly, I think, at the very top where she's having a conversation with her dad, played by Dan, Dan Ackroyd, Ackroyd. for some reason. Um, and I just, I was like watching her and having that moment of like, man, I think there is a vulnerability here that I'm 100% buying. And the problem is that you're right. Like she is at the time the biggest pop star in the world. And so it's difficult to not be looking at her like, oh, that's really fierce. She doesn't disappear into a character. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she... Like, that ultimately is one of those things where it's like, is it a smart choice? Maybe not. But is she doing the best she can with the fact that that's always going to be the situation? I think yes.
0: Okay. I... I... it. I think it was just weird because I like when you watch this movie, you're like, "I'm watching the Britney Spears movie." You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't think this movie could sh- have shaken that, no matter like what it did. Yeah. Um, and Mimi's character is absolutely insane. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I um, okay, Crossroads. Where, where's my thing here? Crossroads, directed by T- uh, Tamra Davis. Director of such movies as Half Baked and Billy Madison. Uh, Like comedy directing legend, Mm -hmm. generally known for like stupid, immature teenage boy humor. Yeah. Crosses over, gives us a heartwarming female coming of age story. Yes. Uh, I want to know what the budget of this movie was because it felt not enough. (laughs)
1: Like, do we know? I'm sure. Let's see.
0: Um,. While you look that up, I'll just do the rundown. It stars Britney Spears as Lucy, Zoe Saldana as Kit, Taryn Manning as Mimi, Anson Mount as Ben, and Dan Aykroyd as Pete. And we were wondering whether to do Pete or Kim Cattrall's character who plays her mom, but Mm -hmm. it's just like she's in it for 30 seconds. and. She even admittedly was like, "I didn't, I didn't care for the movie. I just wanted to meet Britney Spears," <laughs> and it was like, "Okay, that that's fine. seems to be
1: the story for a lot of people who are in this movie because <laughs> yeah. the movie like has pulled star power in a way that is a little baffling." But it's like I think Dan Aykroyd even was like, "Yeah, I was just a fan. Like, thought it might be cool," and yeah. th- that kind of just seems like what everybody was generally interested in. Um, the budget of this movie is twelve million dollars.
0: I mean. That's low. I mean, you would think that.
1: But for the for the because I'm looking now at like they have the people also searched for some of the budgets as well, and one of them is Save the Last Dance, and that was 13 million, and I'm like, on par with like a.
0: Maybe it's just a bygone era, like a
1: teen movie budget. Yeah, we
0: can give you 15 million, make back 60 at best at the box office, and we're golden. Yeah. Um, Interesting. All right. Well, you know, yeah, this movie definitely felt dated. And I kept thinking like a modern version of this movie felt like something like, have you seen the movie Unpregnant? Mm-hmm. That felt to me like the exact, like what I would assume a more modern version of this movie would be.
1: And I, I hate to be the one to be like, and social media. But like, I think... For the time, Mimi's aspiration to be a singer and to get a record deal from this flyer she found somewhere. (laughs) Like, I think there's a version of that that is something kids would do now. That's like, I saw this thing on TikTok or like, I wanted to go meet this person or something like that. That sort of all makes sense. Because I'm like, okay, like, Um, Zoe Saldana ends up going because her boyfriend goes to UCLA and I'm like oh sure there's like some sort of like long distance relationship thing that Mm -hmm. can be worked out now considering like people meet playing video games and never see each other and then even to the like overprotective like those are all themes that I'm like we can totally carry this through to today
0: I it's funny you mentioned that because like I was trying to think of like why would anyone go to a contest when you could just do it on your phone and like try and like get subscribers and then I remember one time I was in Atlanta and I and I drove past this massive line and it was a line for like American Idol auditions mm. and I was like oh wow yeah people will people will go yeah. if you build it they will come like they people like they'll people have madness in their minds sometimes. Um, Yeah, I would just have to say whatever remake, it's like, can we just give characters clear wants and then like see them through? Because again, we'll get to Mimi, but like Lucy straight up steals her dream like halfway through this movie. It just, it's like insane. Like Mimi's like, I'm gonna go to LA, I'm gonna be a singer. And then halfway through, it's like suddenly Lucy's always been the one to have had the dream. It's like-
1: I think Lucy like realizes a dream.
0: She steals her friend's dream.
1: No. (laughs)
0: She's like, "What's his face in Midsummer?" He's just like, "Yeah, I'm going to do the same thesis." And he's like, you can't do "But that. also,
1: Mimi choked."
0: Mimi is a choke, full choke. Uh, Mimi
1: choked, and they needed Lucy to step up.
0: I don't know how Mimi chokes in that situation. Karaoke is the least pressure, like, <laughs> situation of all time. The words are there. She forgot the words. Well, she didn't forget the words, but she she just like panicked. It's like, just start singing, and then it it takes think, care of itself.
1: I think you're right, too, in that maybe it's a little hard to find the the th- motives of the characters, but they're definitely there. Because, like, Lucy, at this point, is just trying to, like, live in a world outside of her dad's control. And um, Kit is is thinking she's, honestly, she's too big for her britches, as one might say in Louisiana. We say that in Kentucky. Um And thinking, like, well, I am going to surprise my boyfriend. My life's perfect. I'm just going to go. And so her, like, ultimately her story is going to be realizing that, like, this whole thing is a facade that isn't has never been working. And I think for Mimi, too, like, some of that is just realizing, like, she ultimately wants her friends to be her friends because she feels lonely. And, like, she didn't even have somebody to tell that she got raped. And so... It's like everything is realized, but you're right and that s- so much of it is not intentional. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll get to the twist, but <laughs> should we talk about the one and only?
0: Yeah. Uh, you wanna go first?
1: Sure. Um, first of all, I, I have to say the scene, I mean, did you, you had to have laughed at this, the scene where I she- I laughed
0: at a lot of scenes. First of all, so <laughs> the audience out there, again, I couldn't find this movie so I, the only copy of this movie that I could find illegally was the Riff tracks audio version. Okay. And so I'm listening to the fucking... What's-his-name from Mystery Science Theater just roast <laughs> this movie. And I'm sure um,
1: they had a lot to say about the scene where Justin Long, who plays her high school lab partner, that Britney Spears... I should call her... So we're not doing that. Lucy and her lab partner decide very logically, that they're gonna sleep together on prom night and they have a list and they're going through it. And this guy is just so horny and like ready to roll. And Lucy is like, why are we doing this?
0: Reason number one, we've been lab partners for three years. So we really trust each other. Trust is very important. Reason number two, we are both 18 and have never done it. Very important. Okay. Reason number three, we, we both want to do it. Reason number four, please, Lucy, come on, please. I'm, I'm begging you, please,
1: let's just do it, please. Okay, okay. And the scene is so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. What's funny, the guy, yeah, Justin Long does an incredible job in this movie because like, after she changes her mind, uh, and is like I, I don't think this is how I want to lose my virginity. He go he launches into like such a speech that I like rewound it a bunch of times and I kept being like, at first I was like this is bad writing and then I rewatched it and I was like this is perfect writing. This is exactly exactly how a 17, 18 year old boy would Im- would imagine is like how to convince a girl to have sex with him, which is just yeah. like. I can't go to college a virgin. You don't know what it's like for me. It's like, bro, that's not a winning argument. No one gives a fuck about you. Like, yeah. just go in the bathroom, take care of it, and go back to prom. Like, it's not yeah. It's not happening.
1: Lucy wants romance, and this is a transaction.
0: I would say this, too, though. Like, if I was at, back in the day, and Britney Spears, like, was about to have sex with me, and then, like... Didn't and then, like, backed out of it, I, I I, would jump off a building. Like, I don't think I would ever live that down. Like, it, it just, it would be so devastating. And
1: you're at that age where you still think that something horrible is going to happen to your body if, like, nothing happens. And <laughs> yeah. so you would. Uh, like, he at this point is like, you have to help You have to do me. something.
0: <laughs> just touch it. I don't know.
1: Um. So I really felt like there was only one choice for this. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the thing of, like, recasting Whitney Houston in the bodyguard. Like she is an icon of her own world. So like putting her in a movie is like who, who is supposed to take that place. But I think very luckily at this time, we have someone who is perfect for this. Olivia Rodrigo.
0: Yes. That's a, that's a very good pick. Um, and you know, I, I'm not super familiar with her work, but I, I have in recent times have gotten to know who this celebrity is. I mean, the youth fucking love her. <laughs> um, wow. Like none other. Um, like what what's interesting about her as a pick is like what I think this movie struggles is like Lucy's character, like in an effort to be three-dimensional kind of makes her two-dimensional. Like, mm. like a little one note. Like she lives her life but like she wants to live her life her way and not be the doctor like her dad wants uh and then she wants to see her mom because she doesn't understand why her mom left but then is rejected and then so in in that becomes like a singer songwriter and like a lot of that feels like fantasy to me yeah like wish fulfillment like wish fulfillment fantasy
1: but also I mean that is what Britney Spears would have us to believe she is I don't I don't know if you've really listened to the deep cuts but she is someone who writes things in her diary that she turned into songs. There is a song in her first album that's called Dear Diary. Right. Dear Diary,
2: today I saw a boy, and I wondered if he noticed me, he took my breath away. Perfect. <laughs>
0: it's stunning. It's stunning poetry. I, I, I just sort of, so I'm thinking like, how do we remake Lucy, and first I think you cast an equally beautiful and talented writer star straight out of the Disney child factory So mm-hmm. that's step one, which is also what I did. I Great. cast Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> She's perfect. That. Step two is then like establishing Lucy's desire to follow a more creative mm. life Sorry Mimi, like I just think we got to give Mimi something else like well,
1: introduce that like poetry journal earlier yeah
0: that's what i said i was like show her playing music early or show her singing early like her dancing around in her underwear which i loved whoa not to objectify (laughs) but purely to objectify but like she's singing around like singing to a madonna song like it doesn't show me that she wants a creative life it just shows me that she's hanging out in her room yeah
1: she's just like a teenage girl
0: right um like do a star is born don't yeah i don't know but uh...
1: Also, to go back, for those of you who are over the age of, like, 35, this is why Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo is the perfect choice. She emerged as a superstar from the pandemic. She's in a show called High School Musical, The Musical, The Series on Disney+. And so she is, she's an actress, she's a singer. We find out she's also a songwriter because she wrote a song called Driver's License that you've probably heard in a grocery store somewhere about her ex and it's actually really beautiful and heart-wrenching. And she also, like, released a whole album where we find out she has a lot to say and is definitely a voice of her generation. <laughs> and even though I feel like not people aren't necessarily stars maybe in the same way that, like, Britney and Christina mm-hmm. were at that time, like, she is on that level. And actually has, like, musical capabilities, but has also acted. And so maybe we won't get that, like really unsure footing of Yeah. Do we care that it's Britney Spears or not?
0: Right. I and I think like what's surprising about Olivia Rodrigo is that like she she weirdly seems like a singer second, even though that's what she's becoming more known for. And so like and I mean Britney got the acting training from the mouse as well, but it really feels like Olivia could bring a little more path Pathos? You know, she could probably just be more, she could be on screen and I wouldn't sit there and be like, wow, this like megastar is acting this whole time. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Which I think is just to reiterate what you just said, so I don't know why I kept talking. Um,
1: I also think for Lucy, like, Olivia, uh, Olivia Rodrigo would be a great choice because there's no shot of her not being a modern woman. And I, I, I don't know what was written or not written, but there are times where I'm like, whoa, Shonda. Because <laughs> Lucy in this movie is always being forgiven by other people for things that she has not done. Like... Ben tells her that he forgives her for what? Causing, I'm using air quotes, causing the fight in the bar. Very weird. Her dad at the end of the movie is like, well, I'm not mad at you. Like I'm mad at what you did and I forgive you. And that's when Lucy hops out of the car because at that point she's like, what? (laughs) But I think like that is the world in which like you just, she and she is so like, Like, there is such a girlish quality where there's a part of you that's like, oh, yeah. Look at her. But I would rather see her. Not I'd rather have it be that it's not, we're not expecting weird stuff like that to happen. Because you kind of just watch it go by. But this time as I'm watching it, I'm like, why is, like, why would Ben forget? Like, she didn't start anything. She didn't do anything wrong. So that sort of stuff happening is like, oh, no way we're letting her fall into that category of like, oh. Stuff just keeps happening to her now.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Should we move on to Kit, played by Zoe Saldana? Yes. Um, God, how long has Zoe Saldana been acting? It's like you could go back to a movie in like 1992 and then... Guys. This girl would be like, is that Zoe Saldana?
1: She's been here forever. If you are not familiar with Zoe Saldana from this area, it is a shame that you are not watching your crossroads. You're not watching your center stage. She is a singer. She is a dancer. She is an actress. <laughs> and we just act like she popped up 10 years 10 ago years and ago. started making movies.
0: Suddenly she's in Star Trek and everyone's no. like, this, this girl is she's great. She's so
1: talented. So talented.
0: Um, her character, you know, Kit's kind of like the bitchy girl turned, it's like the nice girl turned bitchy turned nice again. Not the most original concept, but what I liked about Kit was like this underlying suggestion that like she's struggled with a lot of like body image uh, issues. She has a mother who's probably a psychopath. Oh yeah, um, heartbreaking. And, the moment
1: well, she's like, I realized the only thing that was worse than being fat was being prettier than my mom.
0: <laughs> I know, like that's a pretty oh. insane character line, and I sort of like like I kept thinking about that and just being like, if that's like her inception, mm-hmm. like pin spinning around forever in her brain, then like, I think a modern version of Kit still has a lot of that, and that's probably a lot more focused at other characters. Mm. And like, so she's probably worse to Mimi and Lucy in a lot of ways. And so I wanted to pick an actress that could play all of those notes of someone that you kind of hate, but that you see a lot of pain underneath, and maybe a glimmer that she's gonna get over these really deep-seated issues and then like reform with these friends that she's like been with like yeah so I I picked Joey King mm. from the Kissing
1: Booth yeah. uh, series. <laughs> There's not a question mark in the movie title. Um, just
0: yeah, and for those listening, I don't know. I just felt like she could be more of a you know, and I don't want to like again. I'm I'm trying to make a little more dynamic character here, but to just say that like she's like the mean girl because like Kit walks into this movie and it's like. It's like Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls, like mm. suddenly shows up, and it's just like here's this bitchy, pretty, wealthy girl just trying to dunk on everyone that's not yeah in her stratosphere.
2: Hello, can you just watch where you're going? You ran into me, kid. What? You're too perfect to bump into anybody. What? Perfect, sweet, proper, nerdy, and virginal. I'm not. You're a virgin. I told y'all
0: <laughs> I think we could do mean and I think we could do popular a little more nuanced like yeah and I felt like Joey King could do that really well
1: a hundred percent love love her in this genre especially like she kind of owns that area right now and I think you're right like there is a version of this character that is not the mean girl in quotes and is it's more just like we just play more on the fact that like yeah if you're friends with somebody when you're like eight years old chances are by high school you guys are not best friends yeah and it's just because you figure out who you are at that time and high school does a lot of crazy stuff so it's i think it's easier than to You don't have to do as much work to be like, oh, they're all good people in the end, which is ultimately what has to happen because she's so rude to them in the beginning. We can make it a little more nuanced and then it's not quite as much of a a journey back up to, oh, she has her problems. Yeah.
0: And I also, we got to ditch this wedding thing. Like, I don't think a lot of teenagers today are like, I can't wait to get married at 18 after high school. Like, no, like... Let's make it like she hates her mom. She wants to leave. Mm-hmm. She has a boyfriend in LA. She wants to join this sort of like social scene. Yeah. She wants to be with him, join the social scene. She wants to be an adult and she wants to be an adult fast. I do not give a shit about <laughs> this. Like, look at my ring. I'm going to be a wife. Yeah. It's like,
1: fuck. Like, ugh. She, j- she she might be 17 years old. Like <laughs> yeah. she just graduated. Yeah. I think you're right. Like I had a similar thought about how it makes sense that if she is the type of person who's like, I got to, I just got to go. I got to get out of the small, I'm, I'm too big for this small town. And she thinks she has something solid that's going to take her to LA. Yeah. Then that can be really anything, whether it's like an illusion of like this LA guy thought I was hot. And so like I can trust him and she shows up and it's like. Maybe he made one visit to Louisiana or wherever the heck these kids are gonna be from. But um, yeah. She does not need to get married.
0: No, 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 no.
1: So weird. How did this kid buy an engagement ring? Um, <laughs> for my kit, I went in a little bit of a different direction, but I picked Barbie Ferreira, one of the stars of the aforementioned Unpregnant. Yeah. Um, I just love her.
0: She's really funny.
1: And I think uh, I really wanted the idea of, even to the thought of like, there being a character who deals with body image, having a more mid-size or plus-size actress, I think makes that more interesting because the discourse today is totally different. And so her being that sort of like, a bitchy, popular girl, maybe just because she is like, one of the most confident people in this high school and like does not care and that's rare to find and except i don't know i feel like high school is so different right now because people have the internet and
0: phones and uh, yeah um
1: sorry what were, what were there's saying? now a dog in the room
0: there is now a dog in the room um Leave it.
1: what was i saying oh it's just about how high school's different like i feel like things now like we have to look at it different because of course people our age who are going to write a high school movie are going to be like yeah like the the confidence level was like this and and now I feel like things are different for kids like yes you are going to deal with some of the same stuff but they just have access to so much more I feel like it makes sense to me that the popular girl would be the one who is just she's fashionable she Doesn't take any crap from anybody. So, like, that's just... Yeah. Like, that that, it feels like you can work from a different place. Because at the time, 100%. And this is what gave years and years and generation... A whole generation of girls my age, like, body image issues. Was seeing that, like, the popular girl... Like, this is how movies were made. The popular girl is the girl who, like, could not be fat. So now she's thin. And she's this. And she's getting married. Like all that stuff i could write a whole thesis about <laughs> that crap but like i think it's 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 something that can be different and so i would love to see barbie Ferreira's take on a
0: she's so funny girl. in unpregnant if you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen unpregnant it's haley lou richardson and barbie Ferreira. go check it out it's it's again it's it's sort of like what crossroads today would be like it's it's really yeah it's really, it's very good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Should we move on to Mimi?
1: Oh, Mimi.
0: Played by Taryn Manning, cousin of Peyton and Eli. For I'm all so you sports, sports heads out there. <laughs> um, let's talk about Mimi's brilliant plan, shall we? Yes. What the fuck was up with that karaoke contest? Nothing well, about it made sense. Least of all, her getting stage fright as the song <laughs> came on.
1: Well, she... Uh, yeah, so she has this idea that she is going to leave their small town, go to LA, get a recording contract from this contest. And she's thinking, "What is she, she says something like, I have a decent voice, something like that. So you're right, the fact that that was her plan and then they need money so they go to this karaoke competition and show some skin to try to get some cash. And she... Can't sing along to I Love Rock and Roll.
0: First mistake, <laughs> don't sing I Love Rock and Roll in a karaoke bar. No one's giving you dollars for that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I think most people... <gasps> wow. I think most people... Like, I Love Rock and Roll. It's one verse and then a repeated chorus for four minutes. It's not a good karaoke song. Second...
1: I do love Britney Spears' version of it that was on her album.
0: Was it this version? Is it Yes. Oh, I don't know. I don't like any version of it. I, I, I'm like, look, you have to pick. Like, you got to pick. You got, first of all, here's the rule of karaoke karaoke bars. Okay, tell me. Read the room, right? Okay. So, like, what do people, what do you think people here want to listen to? Now, yeah. I can argue, you could argue that you're at a Bourbon Street karaoke bar. I love rock and roll might hit the middle America demographic that's there. Yes. But I don't think it's gonna get them off their feet. I think you gotta do like some Stevie Wonder. I think you gotta do like, like, I don't know, like some. You can call me out, Paul Simon. Like I think you just have to do a couple more. You think
1: those girls would perform something like "You Can Call Me Out"?
0: I know many girls that perform (laughs) "You Can Call Me Out," and it is
1: these teenagers in 2002, yes, (laughs) from Louisiana,
0: yes. I don't know. Pick a fucking Yacht Rock song. Pick a fucking like modern song. Pick a Madonna song. Pick uh, uh, pick a fucking Fleetwood Mac song. I, I just don't know why we're doing <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll. It just drives you me nuts. You really
1: mess. hate this song.
0: I hate this song. Um, and also Mimi, darling, honey, if you're going to be a singer, you got you sing.
1: to sing.
0: You got to sing. So yeah. what was the backup plan? Well, there wasn't one, was there? Did,
1: did she seem like <laughs> someone with a backup plant?
0: <laughs> she seemed like a woman who was having a baby and wanted to put her feet in the ocean yeah. and Aww, was a dreamer and it just, I don't know. I don't think so, girl. So I, I think this reconstruction of Mimi needs to be a little different. Um, I think you're up.
1: Um, for my Mimi, I picked Taylor Russell. Who Star that? of... Escape Room and Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. <laughs> and also uh, Waves.
0: Waves.
1: Um, she was, oh, yes. She was also in the Lost in Space Rayboat. Okay. Um, I think she's really great.
0: <laughs> I, I think I've seen her in a little bit of Lost in Space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have not seen Escape Room, although I did participate in a trailer watch uh, video for BuzzFeed. I was offered free pizza and beer, and I wasn't employed at the time. So they huh. were like, we need people to watch the trailer to Escape Room and okay. film your reactions to it. And I was like, you had me at beer.
1: <laughs> you had me at free. You had me at free. Um, I, lo- I probably have s- sung the praises of this movie. I love Escape Room. I think it's so much fun. And people probably just don't know or care about it. But it's it's great. But yeah, I just, I think she's great. I think there is in her some of that, like, very insecure. Because that's the thing. Mimi is ultimately just very insecure, very hurt. Has not really processed through all the stuff that's happened to her recently, let alone in her whole life. Because we find out that she um, is in the lower income category of their little town. She lives in a trailer park. And as we all know, people who grew up in a trailer park are permanently damaged. And (laughs) I hope everybody realizes- Sarcasm. That's a joke because um, they do play that up a lot. Like she finds Ben in the trailer park and that's what makes him so suspicious. You're just jealous. What?
2: I'm not blind, you know. I know how girls like you looked at me in school. You would have given anything to trade places with me. Girls like me. I can't help it if I'm popular, so just lay off. Girls like me? I didn't
1: make the rules, Mimi. It's not my fault. Everyone thinks you're a trailer trash skeez. I think ultimately like it it has to be someone who is like being as confident as they can be in the midst of like, like she's pregnant and she's going to go audition to get a record deal. And that takes a lot yeah. to work up, and you can tell it has taken her a lot to be like, "I'm just gonna do this." Um, so yeah, I really like Taylor Russell that's for interesting.
0: this. Interesting. I think that's a good pick. I don't know her, but and I'll take your word for it. Um, you know, the thing about Mimi that I that you know a lot of stuff bugged me, but the thing I think stood out for me that was really like, I, I really wanted to change was this. idea that, like I'm very tired of the uh, like the white trash girl mm-hmm. getting knocked up. Koff, uh, Mayor of East, East Town. Um, I thought it'd be more interesting to make maybe more of an every girl, like someone who is like very well liked in her school and like came from a maybe a more um, upper middle class background, who's just been given this problem yeah. and decides that she's going to see it through. I think that's a much more interesting character, like to just say like Yeah, like I'm still going to have a life after this, but I'm going to keep the kid because that's just like what I want and yeah. like. I think that's a much more interesting take than, like, oh, she's white trash and, like, doesn't have a family, so obviously she got knocked up by, like, some shitty guy. It's, like, that kind of puts her, like, that, I don't know. It just it doesn't do anyone any service. It's, like, yeah. and ultimately, like, yeah, the twist at the end where you find out that Mimi's baby daddy is actually Kit's boyfriend and, like, the conception was... During a rape, you know, like a mm-hmm. date rape. Um. It just like it's like I don't know why we're like she she in some ways is a victim, but I don't know why we keep are like targeting this like socioeconomic class in this way. I'm just like right. let's just say like yeah, it happened. This was a horrible thing, and like she she's just like a much more mature version of Mimi and made the choice. And like I don't know. So I ended up picking. Um, who did I end up picking? I ended up picking Sophia Lillis, Ooh. who's in the It movies, and yes. uh, I'm not okay with this, and I just thought that she, can compl- like, she she has, a, you know, I think she's a great actress, but she also has this, like, look of, like, you know, I don't know, like, there's, so- it's, there's something about her where you, like, root for her. and I know, like, in the It movies, she plays a little more of a damsel, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, there's something about her that I felt like could be, have, like, uh like, really powerful inner strength, yeah. like, in this sort of very kind of porcelain, doe-eyed young woman. I thought, I thought that could be an interesting version of Mimi. Um,
1: yeah, I think you're right. Like, love Sophia Lillis, obviously. I think there is something very interesting about making her the type of person who it's not like this foregone conclusion that like well of course she got not like everybody's going around like who's the father to her like okay like it is much more interesting if it feels very like irresponsible and out of character and she's like processing that without being able to like tell anybody that it was the result of an assault like I think there's a little more depth to that than maybe like what they were trying to do with this misdirect of like, oh, well, she's trailer trash. And so obviously, like, who knows who this guy is who got her price? Like, that feels really could been, gross anyway, Could now. have been her
0: dad. You know, it just felt very it was like. It very gross. It felt very like, well, she got what she deserved because she's poor. And it's just like,
1: <laughs> no, like. Oh, man.
0: No, yeah. you know, and I don't know what her new goal would be because I'm not having two singers, two dreamers in this movie like compete for the same thing. It just feels cluttered. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like, yeah, we we all want to be singers and we're all going to go and try for it. I mean, like, Lord knows that I and twenty of my friends moved to Los Angeles to make it in entertainment, and
1: that's true. That's very true. So, I can't really make fun of anybody who wants to follow so a you dream. Know what?
0: Maybe, they all, um, maybe they're all, maybe they all singers. Fuck it. Yeah, they're all singers.
1: It, I would say, though, maybe it, it felt like, oh, we need something there. When really, I buy it if she's just like, fuck it. I want to go to the West Coast and put my feet in the Pacific Ocean. Like, this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. And now I'm not in school. And I don't know what's going to happen next. But I'm going. And maybe you guys come with me. But, like... That makes, and then they discover their great talent along the way. <laughs> yeah. Like that's fine, but I think that's enough to put because I believe in her situation that she's just because she pulls the keychain out of the box and is like, "I wanted the world, like I wanted to leave here. Great, that's all I need."
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, should we move on to Ben?
1: Okay, Ben.
0: Played by Anson Mount,
1: mm-hmm. who I
0: thought had always been like 50 years old. So when they were like, yeah, he's the love interest. I Here's was like, what?
1: I This is something I have thought about every single time I've watched this movie. How old is Ben supposed to be? I've put together some numbers. So Ben is in college in Ohio. This is a story he tells. He's in college in Ohio when his like half sister, whoever calls him and so he could be, at that point, we're thinking he could be anywhere from 18 to 22.
0: Let's assume that at minimum, he's a year older than Lucy. So Lucy's okay. graduating. Let's say that he's he's had to have spent at least, actually, he has to be two years because he was a sophomore at one point, right?
1: Well, that's what I'm confused, is they don't really know him. So I'm like, was he not in school with them at any point? I or don't may, know. Like, if, if minimum, he's a senior when they're freshman I say we think that he's so maybe we start him at like he's three years ahead of them so he's 20 okay but then so we're thinking maybe like that's why where he's at in college then he spends a year and a half in jail because he assaults his assaults protects his sister from their like
0: stepdad or her dad dad or or whatever yeah
1: and then he talks about how he is like oh it's one and a half years because he was in jail for a year and then had probation for six months and then he's there to the point where, like, I, maybe it's been another, like, year or so that he's just been in town, like, didn't go back to school, has just been living. And this rumor has spread that, like, he went to jail because he, like, killed his dad or whatever. Our, like, it? what feels weirder to me is that this man could potentially be, like, 26, 27. And, like, first thing... Well, of course, because it's freaking Britney Spears. But first thing is, like, who's your friend? <laughs> J- jailbait. She might be 17 years old.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. He, his whole... Yeah, his whole vibe. Also, his music sucks. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think the girls had a good taste in music, but, it, like, they were listening to Pop 40. Like, I get it. I understand that. The his, girls had
1: great taste in music.
0: His music sucked. And then, like... What was that like? Cypress Hill remake that we were forced to listen to. It was just really bad. Um, I mean, yeah,
1: he's 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 toxic.
0: Here's the thing: it's 2002. <laughs> Where's the emo music, bro? Like, come on. Let's get let's get but, some saves the day in there. Let's get some taking back Sunday. But
1: he had the vibe of like like Nickelback. Re- like yeah, like Reformed Creed fan. Like <laughs> yeah, he is much. he is wearing.
0: He's wearing that, like, base bracelet that a lot yes. of my friends would wear, like, all the time. It's yes. like, to protect their wrists from the fucking, from shredding, bro. Uh, uh, um, my dog is making a, an appearance everyone who's breathing hard. Thanks, buddy. Oh, sometimes
1: it's hard to breathe. I get it.
0: <laughs> um, whose turn is it? I
1: think it's uh, your turn.
0: My turn? Uh, okay, so I'd like to see a much more, like, I'd like to see a chiller Ben. You know, like someone who's i don't know he who's not like yeah like he just came from a pod concert kind of guy um <laughs> and also like maybe he's also really good at making music hence like why him and lucy get together like
1: well but that's the thing we are supposed to believe that anton mount is good because he like not, he writes the music to her poem right
0: i'm, I'm talking like a more modern take and I wrote this line down in my notes and I really want to get this joke out. He's not a DJ. Not a DJ, but not yet a producer.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh,
0: thank you. Thank you. Money, please. Um, I, I, I picked Nico uh, Hiraga, uh, oh, yeah. actor from North Hollywood, the movie, not the actual city of. And he was also in Booksmart. Um uh I don't know. I think he's like I think he's well at least in book smart. I think he has like a lot of like great humor and like just sort of like natural there's like a natural ease to him. I just mm-hmm. like I don't buy the the like my car is my car, I'm a guy, oh a gosh. guy in a car with girls, and the car is all I have. it's like
1: <laughs> the fish th- he the fuck throws out. after he- Lucy is driving his car, is truly unhinged. We're sorry.
2: I've been in a car full of chicks for days. Okay, do you have any idea what
0: it's like being surrounded by girls all the time? Okay, being a girl yourself, yeah, That I know, stupid question. Jeez, duh! But I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy, just a guy. And And... I have been listening to nothing but girl talk and watching you all do your your girl things, for days. And I'm not complaining because let's face it, I'm outnumbered. But that's my car.
1: It's in my car, and it's just. Because <laughs> that's his excuse. Yeah. I'm a man, and I've been in a car with girls <laughs> for what four days.
0: Yeah, he's he's a complete <laughs> wussbag. Um, so I liked I liked a more I, what I thought was a more modern version of a, of a guy that a more modern Lucy might be into
1: he's definitely got like current era cool guy energy yeah which is great because it, it always will have that then perception of like oh he's like too cool for school yeah. and then you find out oh he's actually very um, emotional and so inspired by Lucy and her song about being sort of stuck between childhood and adulthood that he writes music for it um (laughs) who'd you pick i picked for my bin mason gooding um
0: who's also in book smart yes right
1: cuba's kid yes yes yeah i've been watching love victor which is one of those like soft fluffy shows on hulu based on the movie love simon he's in that and i think i love him because they're definitely playing him as like you're supposed to think he's like the jock who is like rude and mean and just kind of a dick to people but you find out like he's actually got a heart and has like feelings for the smart girl and like all these things that uh, he's covering up with his toxic masculinity but I think that's kind of the vibe of like that's not the identity he prescribes himself but I like the idea of that being the direction of this character of like everybody sees him as like maybe he like because I feel like it's enough to cause suspicion if he's like, yeah, he dropped out of college and had to move home. And like now he's just playing in a like playing in a local band. Yeah. A hundred percent in a small town. You would make so much fun of that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I feel like I know that guy, like my yeah. friends who had to move back home and they're like, well, I play music. i just joining this band, I guess. And, and it's, it's like... the kind
1: of thing where like once you get to know him, you're like, oh, I mean, that's just his direction. That's who he is. It's fine. It's cool. But like at first for everybody to be like making insane rumors. I mean, I would not keep it. I would not keep the idea that they think he murdered someone and then get in a car with him. Yeah. But yeah, you could just kind of say like, Oh, like he's a deadbeat. Like I wouldn't normally hang out with this guy.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great pick. I think, uh, I think it's funny that we both think the, the two different guys from book smart.
1: <laughs> it's true. Uh, you you make a movie about teens today i will reference it forever because yeah. until these kids hit like 28 we're still gonna make teenager dumb work for them
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to pete played by dan Aykroyd, for some reason um I feel like since Dan Aykroyd didn't hunt his only daughter down the moment he realized she left the state He wasn't as overbearing as maybe she had had made him out to be. It's like she's vanished Yes, and you haven't called the police You haven't tried to find you haven't tracked her down in any way and when she calls You don't ask her where she is and it's like oh, I'm going to see mom. It's like great I will be outside of your mother's house and I will tackle you to the ground and I will drag you back to Louisiana in a sleeping bag. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but.
1: Yeah, it it makes more sense, I think, that she would just lie to him. Yeah. And then there's no assumption that like she's going to see her mom or like any of this stuff. And then I'm going
0: on a college. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just graduated. I'm still going on college Not trips. Not
0: college tours. But what do they do? It's like orientation, right?
1: Yeah. But.
0: A nixer.
1: You're, you're 100% right. Like there's no world. Oh, there was this girl in my, um, in my freshman dorm hall that there was a night that she went out to a party with her sorority sisters. And I was sitting in my room with one of my friends. And we saw this cop walk by our room. And I was like, excuse me? And then I went to see where he was going and he stopped at this person was my friend's roommate who was like sitting in my dorm room and I saw him knock on her door and I was like, Erica, there's a cop outside of your door. Turns out her parents... Would never assume that, she, like, her parents are under some illusion that, like, she doesn't party, she doesn't do anything. And so they tried to contact her that evening, couldn't get in contact with her, and called campus police to go and do, like, a wellness check. Oh. On her. <laughs> no. And that is the response you think you should get from Dan Aykroyd. Yes. In this yeah. movie. And we get. He essentially, like, comes now when he's, like, called.
0: Yeah, he shows up when she's gotten to L.A., broken that her mother has doesn't want anything to do with her, yeah. and he just wags his finger at her and then like puts her in a cab. And it's just like this yeah. is bad parenting all around. But again, Britney's used to it, so like
1: <laughs> she was like, "This is totally normal." This like, is totally normal, right? This is what parents do, right?
0: Um, who did you pick?
1: Um, I picked, and I went through a lot of names for this, but I ended up picking Will Forte.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: And I think I went in that direction. I went for a, like, comedy actor. Yeah. And I think I wanted to see someone who, like, we have also seen take, like, dramatic turns. And there was just something so, like, kind of silly and dimwitted about him that I was (laughs) like, I can imagine him being way over his head as a single dad with his teenage daughter doing what he thinks is best, and then ultimately, like, because that's yeah. the thing. He's
0: the dad in Good Boys, and he's, like, really funny in
1: that. Oh, I haven't seen Good Boys. Yeah. But it's, it's that thing of, like, I don't... He ultimately, Dan Aykroyd, or ultimately the character is right. She should not meet her mom. Her mom wants to disown her. And it would not be good for her to have that encounter. And so that, like, we just still have trouble, I think, liking him in the end because he just kind of (laughs) sucks and so you i would rather have sympathy for him as well in the situation where like yeah he doesn't tell her why she shouldn't see her but he is right and he's always trying to protect her
0: yeah i think that's a good idea and i also went for a comedic actor i think maybe because like when you see dan ackroyd it like totally throws your perception of like because it's like oh he's gonna be a mean dad but because he's played by a comedic actor he's really not that mean and he's yeah. just—he has his but be- the, like the best intentions for Lucy, but like he's just doing it wrong. Um, I—I don't—I didn't know anything about uh, Olivia Rodrigo really, and then I like, googled her and I found that she was Filipino. So mm-hmm. then I was just like, "Well, fuck that!" I now have to find a Filipino actor to play her dad because I thought that was really important. Yes, I ended up picking uh, Joe Coy. Who hasn't really oh. done a lot of acting, per se, but he just, he signed this, like, he has this new show in development, like a, a sitcom okay. coming. And I, you know, he's, you know, a longstanding comedian in this business. And I just felt like, you know, I think he could, I think he could do this, you know, like, maybe, maybe he can't. But, like, I, I, it was very important to <laughs> maybe me. Maybe he can you know what? give her a Filipino dad. And I love I that. Know, that's why I went with. Um, wow, I think we did it. Yeah, yeah. So we just we have uh, one, one more guy to, one more guy to go. Guys, where does Perry Pepper? Be- wow. <laughs> Keep that in. Eh. guys, where does Barry Pepper go? Not a lot of options.
1: I, for the first time in the history of this show, thought for weeks. It's been since I saw this yeah. movie.
0: I don't love where I put him.
1: I did not put him anywhere.
0: You didn't cast him anywhere. I in?
1: said berry pepper should not be
0: <laughs> as like a mercy. <laughs> it's like Barry, don't.
1: There aren't a lot of places and I was just like no. Like I don't want to shoehorn him in anywhere no.
0: I made him the bar owner, played by Cool MoD, which is really not where he should be at all. Right, 100%. I think maybe he could be like the doctor who is taking care of Mimi after she fell down the stairs? Yes. First of all, I, I don't want to make light of a miscarriage. Uh-huh. But that scene where like Kit and Mimi go to this door and he's drinking a, blue, a beer in mm-hmm. a blue bottle and she's like, You did this thing. And then he just like closes the door and then listens to his like like the girl he got pregnant fall down the stairs while this other girl, like I just I, I I wanted this man to explode like like his the life worst. in that five minutes the
1: worst person. just like
0: went back to his date just be like oh fuck. Women, am I right? And like, she probably been like,
1: "Yeah, I know."
0: Like, oh, (laughs) like what a wretched. You
1: did that voice, and Murphy was like, "What? What is happening?"
0: (laughs) Murphy, where'd you put Barry Pepper? He, like you, has refused to cast him. in anything.
1: Very thoughtful.
0: Um, I don't have any other notes except uh, this little piece of trivia that Anson Mount was reluctant to accept the role of Ben until Robert De Niro, Mm -hmm. who he was working with at the time, convinced him to do it. I think we talked about this because Britney Spears was a sweet girl.
1: Also, this is a genuine revelation I had during this movie. And I'm not sure if it's true, but the scene where they all... Or the montage, really, where they're all talking about, like, their real issues and what's really going on. And they sort of re their close friendship. Ben is not there the whole night. And they just sort of, like, find him the next morning. And nobody really asks, like, what'd you do? Because he's just, he's, like, not. He's we no life. don't care. Yeah. And they have been all over their hotel room, outside on this, like, patio, everywhere.
0: You're talking about in New Orleans after the karaoke thing? Yes, yeah. after
1: the karaoke yeah, and thing. And
0: he's like, all right, ladies, see you later. You know why? Because yes. he hit he hit the strip clubs, like hard.
1: But here's the thing. This is after he beats up the guy in the karaoke club, because he's touching on Britney. And my question is, are we supposed to think that he goes to murder that guy?
0: He goes to finish the job.
1: Is that what, like, we don't see him. They don't ask questions. He doesn't answer anything. Do we think that we're meant to think that he goes to, like, take care of business?
0: I don't know if that's what we're meant to think, but that's now in my head canon. Is <laughs> he's, he's just like, all right, don't, don't get too crazy. What are you going to do? I'll probably just go get a po' boy or something. And then, like, tracks down these, like, three assholes, murders them in, like, cold blood. Puts them in the car that they're on the road trip in, dumps them in a swamp, Mm -hmm. cleans the car, burns his clothes, and And then it's like ready to drive. That's why
1: he's so tired.
0: That's why he's so so sleepy the next day. Yeah, I think that's totally what happened. Okay. It Um, just felt
1: very suspicious after he has an altercation with someone.
0: Uh, Would you remake this movie?
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Uh, I feel like there's always room for a female-led coming-of-age movie. Uh, does it need to be
1: Crossroads? You don't think this could be A Star is Born? Every, like, 20-ish years?
0: God, If we're getting Crossroads every 20 years for the rest of my life, <laughs> I will be shocked.
1: I mean, how much longer are you going to live, really?
0: Probably not that long. <laughs> Honestly, the way, the way things are going, probably not that long. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's like... What is so special about Crosswords other than the fact that it's Britney Spears' first movie? That's like that's that's sort of what my what I'm thinking.
1: First and only question
0: mark. First and probably only until what's her dad's name? Jamie. Jamie. Gus. (laughs) Gus Spears. I thought Um, her sister's name is Jamie. They're both named Jamie. Okay. Well, if (laughs) James Spears Senior, once he croaks, maybe she can go and do whatever she wants.
1: Honestly, do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Rebooted If you like this episode, please check out our past episodes And please stick with us in the coming weeks, months, days Years? I don't know I'm sure we'll have a podcast before the end of the year <laughs> um, But yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're very busy these days Success is knocking at both of our doors So we apologize for, for having our dreams come true We hope <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, tell your friends and family about us. Uh, kind of where can the people find us?
1: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and a review. That's the best way to help us out. You can also find us on social media at RebootedPod on Twitter and RebootedPod on Instagram. It's the same thing. You don't need to think about two different things.
0: You don't have to?
1: we made it so easy. It's, so,
0: one, it's not one our or,
1: fault that you don't.
0: You're being really stupid about it
1: yeah just you're being done
0: it's all your fault <laughs> how have you done how have you functioned in this world as long as you have this is on you
1: you idiot
0: <laughs> all right well with that thanks everyone we'll see you next time
1: goodbye farewell
0: a video saying good night
1: a musical ending <laughs>